0: Welcome into this week's edition of Millennial Opinion. Today is December 9th, Thursday, December 9th. I'm joined here by Owen White. Ty Tudhope, as always, I'm Harris White. Owen, back from the dead. Finally back on the podcast. It's been two weeks now, right?
1: It's been a couple weeks. Um, Life updates for me. Just got done with finals. Went snowboarding for the first time last weekend. Uh, (laughs) How was that? that That shit sucks um if you're not good at it it sucks um no other way to put it um but yeah back from the dead not gonna miss a pot again um double finals got no excuses now
0: how wait were, were all the people you were with were they pretty good at snowboarding too
1: yes they were but the craziest thing is is like we we went to this we went to the top of this lift and we went to this little spot to um smoke and the girl one of the girls that we were with left her phone on one of the rocks and then we got down to the mountain and they closed the mountain and we were like you know her phone's up there like can she go get it and they were like no she can't and uh yeah that was pretty uh it's pretty entertaining so she Other just that, so she lost her phone like they didn't get she didn't get it back I mean, they ended up finding it, but there was like an hour where we were just standing there, and we were like, they don't, they're not even looking for it. But they ended up finding it. Interesting. Like, interesting. Interesting trip. Uh, my ass hurt a lot. Still does a little bit. Um, I don't like snow. I don't like like going and do something like that only for a day. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. feel like I'm not going to actually benefit from it. Because if I go back up in fucking, who knows, two months or a month, it's like I'm going to go up for another day. Like how much progress am I gonna make with that much time? I don't know, I don't know. I feel like that's a trip you have to take for like a week and like really get it down.
0: It takes about I've always said it takes about it's about a three day learning curve. I think yeah. that by the third day, by the second day you start to figure some things out and by the third day, you at least feel like you're competent to where you can get up and down the mountain. That okay. shit's hard. You're bro. still gonna you're still gonna fall every once in a while. I mean, I still fall. I've been going for years now and I mean I still like Every time I especially now, it's even worse because like I'll I'll get going, I'll just be kind of cruising and then catch an edge one way or another and just bust it. And it it's almost worse when it's
1: unexpected. I yeah. couldn't what I couldn't do is I couldn't stay on my I couldn't get on my toes. I could ride my heels and just go down the entire mountain. Even the even the topest mountain we went to, the tallest mountain we went to, I was able to go down it if I was just sitting on my heels and going slow and then turning a little bit, turning a little bit. But going toe side, like, just wasn't happening by any means. I couldn't do it.
0: And when you when you shuffle down on your heels like that, your legs get super
2: tired, too.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I was just like – my lower back was just killing me, but I didn't want to bust my ass.
2: I <laughs> what's new with you? Not much, man. Just getting done with school. Got one more final tomorrow. And then Saturday, me and – couple dudes are going to uh atlanta for the auburn nebraska basketball game which that'll be pretty fun so yeah. just chilling out man not much yeah and i don't know if you guys know this next
0: week i'll be out of commission not on the podcast i'll be in new york city so you guys have fun running it and this will be my first podcast missed um so Big new york guy yeah york bing bong <laughs> bing bong <laughs> I told I Grace to say that. I told Grace to say that to everybody we cross in New York. Just go, bing, bong.
1: Do away for y'all to get fucking robbed.
0: All right, well, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, college football playoff is decided. The first group of five team with Cincinnati makes it in, and NFL is just rolling along, getting closer and closer to playoffs and people clinching. So a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, to start off with the college football playoff, number one seed Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Goes from what was it, four, or were they they're at three? They're at they're at jump three, three, one. three. They jumped from three to one. Michigan dominates Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Two impressive wins for Michigan in the past couple weeks after beating Ohio State. And then Georgia, a disappointing loss to Alabama. There's a the question out there if, if Nick Saban owns Kirby Smart, and it is yet does. to be determined. And then in the fourth spot, you get the Cincinnati Bearcats, my pick all year for a guaranteed make the playoffs. I just had a I had a feeling that they were going to make it. I feel like the, the road was going to open up for them eventually, and it did. They needed some things. They needed a couple of teams to lose, but it happened. And I feel like these are the four best teams. Do you guys have any problems saying that?
2: Nah, I completely agree. I think, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, that it kind of always seems to shake itself out with the playoff picture. There's not really too much debate going on about who should have made it. Maybe the seeding in the top four is up for debate a little bit, possibly from some people, but. I think I think this is a good matchups and a good top four. I mean, I'm not mad about it.
1: Four best teams, yeah, but also definitely the four most deserving teams. I think like you can't argue for any of these teams. I guess maybe I don't know. I mean, Alabama was just so close to losing to Auburn. It just makes it it it, it feels weird that they're they're already back up at number one, and I was so. um You know, that was like not long ago at all. But I think they are the most four deserving teams. Do you guys, I'm just curious, I want to ask you guys this. Do you guys think that we, any shot that we see a national championship without Alabama or Georgia? I think
0: there's definitely a shot. Georgia's got some inconsistencies offensively, but I think Alabama also gave a pretty solid game plan on how to attack them offensively as well. It doesn't necessarily fit Michigan's style. Georgia is very good in their front seven and is able to stop the run, and that's something that Michigan really likes to get going. Michigan's not as big of a threat through the air. The Alabama really put the pressure on by their guys outside, their playmakers with Mechie and Jamison Williams. That seemed like that's the formula for attacking Georgia, is getting guys on the outside with speed, your playmakers in space, and then... That's how you can attack this team. But front seven, it's hard to break them down still because Alabama still didn't have much success running the football. So I yeah. don't know if Michigan does, but if this Michigan defense can step up and put pressure on Georgia. It, you know, I hate to say it. I, I hate Georgia. I hate them almost as much as I hate Alabama. But I really do feel like Stetson Bennett has gotten a, a little bit of a bad gig here because the guy, every Georgia fan is like on his side behind him, so supportive of him, until the one thing goes wrong. He played one bad game all year, and it was against arguably the best team in the country. And let's not forget, that the defense didn't play good all day either. They gave up 41 points, I think. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, 41 points. Like, this wasn't all on Stetson Bennett. I know he had two picks, but the dude's been really good for you all year. He's beat some good teams. He's taken care of the football. And as soon as he has one bad game, they're already like, okay, give it back to JT Daniels. Like, we're ready to go with him. What? What tells you at all that JT Daniels would be better in this situation than Stetson Bennett? JT Daniels hasn't played in any more big games than Stetson Bennett has. He hasn't proved to be any more effective against really good teams like Alabama. Stetson Bennett, man, I I just feel bad that Georgia fans, they swear that he's he's their guy. And so one thing goes wrong, and they're the first people to throw him under the bus. So I just feel like he's getting a bad rap. I feel like, and I feel like that bleeds into like the system and the program and and what's going on around, and that's just not what you want going into the playoff is wavy or uh, shaky confidence in your starting quarterback because I feel like it is yeah. going to bleed its way into the program.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, <clears throat> that just sounds like typical Georgia fans always gotta you gotta I don't know make sure that someone's accountable for the loss. I mean, that was just a team loss. You gave up 41 points to <laughs> I mean, it's like you would yeah. think with 24, 27 points scored with your offense that you would be able to win with how your defense has been all year long. But, I mean, they gave up their season averages for – over their season averages for total yards given up, points given up, passing yards – I mean in the first half. So it was it was bad and I I've been saying it all year I just don't think that they've really been tested. Like who's the best offense they've faced besides Alabama? Auburn,
0: Tennessee. Auburn's too.
2: offense is awful. Tennessee isn't good. I mean, <laughs> Kentucky isn't good either. I mean, yeah. if we're really being for like compared to a team like Alabama, and, I mean, Michigan's offense seems to be pretty good. I mean, they, they scored 40 on Ohio State. So, I completely agree that I think Michigan can beat Georgia. But uh, I'm just going to be realistic. Cincinnati's not beating Alabama. I mean,
1: yeah, just, yeah, there's no shot. I, I, I'm hopping on that. As game. much as I want
2: that to happen and as much as I'm going to be wearing a Bearcats shirt during that game. It's not happening. I, uh, it's not happening. I think, was, if anything,
1: we see Michigan, Bama, and the Natty um, – that would I be mean, awesome. Dude, I just don't want. It I really don't want to be fucking see. Georgia Bama. Like it could. Oh, easily.
2: That's the most likely outcome in my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I yeah. would agree. I mean, you're but, not
1: wrong. I'll, I'll, if I had to bet, if I had to bet money, I'm probably still going to take Georgia to beat Michigan. And there's just no hell. There's no chance in hell that I'm I'm actually going to convince myself that Alabama's going to lose to Cincinnati. But, ba- yeah. but
0: back to back to Georgia and Georgia fans real quickly. If you want to be honest about the game and say. And be honest about Stetson Bennett as a quarterback and say this. Say, Stetson's been really good all year. He's been consistent. We know he's not the most dynamic playmaker, and he's not the guy we just want to let throw 50 times a game. We know that's true, and he played from behind in that whole entire game. They always had pressure to score every time they had the ball. They couldn't take the time to get the run game going. They weren't relying on their defense very much. It wasn't the right formula for Stetson Bennett to go out and have his best game. But it doesn't mean that he shouldn't be your starting quarterback going into playoffs. That's a yeah, completely yeah. different argument. Like, you can be honest about him and say, listen, we didn't give him what he needs to succeed because he's not that guy. But he is still our guy. He's still our starter. Yeah. And I just – it just cracks me up. And I just – I feel like – I mean, just for for that, for, like, on Stetson Bennett's back, I just want – Georgia to lose. Like, that's exactly yeah. – I want, I want them to lose, and I want him to play really well, and I want them to lose. Yeah. I would just love I'm, to see it. I'm
1: rooting for a Wolverines, Bearcats, Natty. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I do want to say one thing about Cincinnati and Alabama. I agree. Alabama is, I think, a 14-point favorite. It's hovering somewhere around there, about a two-touchdown favorite. I think that's a pretty good line. The thing about Cincinnati that is interesting is that you could argue that Um, two of their best players are their cover corners and Alabama loves to attack you on the outside with their best elite receivers. So if Cincinnati can match up with them in that way and somehow shut that down, but you know, Alabama's going to have the running game going. And
2: Mechie's out too. So that's huge.
0: Exactly. So I think that Cincinnati at least maybe early in this game, but the thing about Alabama is they looked, they looked at that scary level against Georgia, which is every time they touch the football, they're going to score. And it's big play after big play after big play. And when they're playing like that, it's really
2: hard to beat them. Yeah, I think the defense for Cincinnati will come if their offense is able to get some momentum. you gotta, you got to stay on the field, drive the length of the field, and score touchdowns because field goals and punting is not going to do it for you. No. Um, if you're giving the ball back to Alabama very quickly, they will destroy you. And it yeah. will – that 14-point spread will look dumb when they win by 37, 40. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you gotta <clears throat> you got to figure out something on offense that's a strength of yours to attack at Alabama. And I don't know what that is because I haven't watched Bama too much, but I'm guessing it's stretching the field, throwing the ball, not running it because their run defense is pretty good.
0: I will say this as well, too. I think that if Georgia and Alabama match up again, I think Alabama's a really good football team. But I think that one thing that's really underrated in sports in general is how hard it is to beat a really good team two times. Twice. And I, I think that it's re- it's going to be really hard because Georgia has a formula for how Alabama wants to attack them and how they're going to respond to that. So they yep. do get yep. into the national championship. We're just going to find out. a way to get pressure with their front seven. They weren't yeah. able to do that all game. Which I think they needed to
2: go with the the Auburn scheme where you're basically sending an extra blitzer from a different spot every single play. And they like, did no have a couple of those. What. And, and like yeah, later yeah.
0: on in that late third quarter, early fourth quarter, yeah, they, and started they started getting more stops. guys and getting yep. stops. But they, their offense was kind of sputtering at that point. Yeah. And so I, I think that if they, can, if they can make it, they really have a good shot because mm. Alabama – I think they threw their best punch at them, and yeah, it just they had like, more to
2: play for than Georgia did. Yeah, I
0: mean, we saw that in what was it twenty? Was it twenty thirteen or twenty four? No, twenty fourteen when LSU and Alabama played in the uh, national championship. Yeah, two thousand eleven. I think was it definitely. Well, Auburn won yeah. the national championship in two
2: thousand eleven. Oh, well, the two thousand eleven season. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, that twelve.
0: That, that team, they played early on. LSU beat them. Alabama ends up making the championship and beating LSU later on just because it's hard to beat mm-hmm. a really good team twice. So yeah, uh, just wor- worth noting there. Um, do you guys want to talk about Auburn's appearance in the Birmingham Bowl? Owen, oh, did you even know that was a thing?
1: <laughs> no. I heard about it once. I heard that Auburn was going – that's that's a I don't, uh, I don't have any comments myself, but if you guys want to talk about it,
2: please. all I gotta say is we're gonna get waxed because we're playing a good Houston team, they're ranked and they competed against Cincinnati, who's a playoff team. And we don't have our starting quarterback, and I'm s- p- pretty sure that Roger McCurry, Zico McClain are, are not gonna be playing.
0: Yeah, well, I think that it will be, I think that at least. If you're going to play in a crappy bowl game, it being in Birmingham's kind of nice because there's still going to be a good turnout. Like people who are yeah. in Birmingham on a Saturday, it's 50 bucks for a student ticket. Like just, you know, want to go to the game. It means nothing, but it's like local enough to where people will probably just do it because it's convenience based. So it'll probably still be a pretty good fan base there. People will come out for the game, get some good support. And who knows? You remember that, that time we played, what was it? In Na- we played in Nashville against Memphis. Yeah. And they were a pretty good that team was and like fucking
1: Pat, uh who was the quarterback
0: Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Lynch. That's, That's, talk show, dude. They should have they should have known right away after that game that he was gonna be a bust. Yeah, like, I think like,
2: he threw three picks on us.
0: And I think that, that could be this could be another one of those games. It just ends up being like our athletes are better than theirs. Yeah, possibly we're a major SEC team. I guy mean, guy like, we could get
1: waxed. We could Balling get one waxed, off. I don't know, but who Is knows? he on a roster? I'm going to look him up right now. I doubt we it.
0: Already, I think we talked about this like the first week of the podcast.
1: Oh, wait. Current team, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's, it tells me everything I need to know. Oh, play. yeah. It plays Nick in.
2: Marshall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a couple Damn, of along Nick Marshall and somebody else plays for them.
2: Oh, yeah. It's Ricardo Lewis. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: All right, well, hmm. anything else about college football you guys want to hit on before we move on to NFL? I know that's I kind that's of it, segment, man. but there's not really much more to talk about.
2: Oh uh, shout out to Baylor. Griffin Speaks got a got the Big Twelve title. He's been three times. I think this is his first time winning it, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I don't think any surprise there you. that Oklahoma State lost. It just was there's teams was the you big, feel like yeah. there's there's teams that you feel like don't choke in those situations and there's teams that you feel like do and <laughs> Oklahoma's like Oklahoma Ohio State Alabama those teams when they have a chance to put you away and move on to the national championship they do it and then there's teams yeah. that it's like they're suspect that they won't close it out that's Oklahoma State uh Oregon's that way in the Pac-12 championship at times. Like, just really weird schools here and there that just can't – Not, get the, the not crucial this year. <laughs> yeah,
2: not this year. Yeah, that was bad. All right, yeah, I think NFL, we can roll it. Yeah, <clears throat> let's <Go>,
0: roll it. <throat> go ahead, Tom.
2: All right, so the first game from this week was the Cowboys <laughs> and the Saints. Um This was – Decently close the entire time But I kind of felt like the Cowboys I mean the Saints never really had An opportunity to really take the lead Or they couldn't get a big play No offense at all Hardly other than Taysom Hill But the Cowboys win They're eight and four They really needed that one If they were to fall to uh, Seven and five That would have been a little sketchy From the Cowboys But they get the win And New Orleans has lost five straight in a season for the first time in Sean Payton era, so this wow. is wow. Uh, I did not know that stat. This That's is so new, hard. new era for or new territory for the Saints as they've lost five in a row. Y'all's thoughts on this game?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I watched uh, the second half of this game pretty much, and um, I agree with you. I think this was a closer game than people realize. Um, Zeke Elliott doesn't look really healthy to me. First of all, um, Tony Pollard was kind of um, eaten. Not most of the carries, but most of the yards, for sure. Um, and also, too, like, I don't think we realize how fucking bad the Saints offense is. Like, they got nobody, man. They, like, they got absolutely nobody to throw to, to hand the ball off to. Like This is not Mark Ingram, Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Funches, like Drew Brees. This is just, like, a shithole of an offense, and I'm surprised they put up 17 points. Honestly, they're, the, the Saints are – like, in contention for Russell Wilson, apparently. There's, like, three teams that are floating around there, but if they don't get a quarterback in either this, this draft or, or you know, Russell Wilson in free agency, man, I just – I I really don't – I don't know what the hell to think of the Saints, honestly. What are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I don't think that you have to necessarily press for a quarterback right away. Like, Russell Wilson's a great option. This quarterback draft class is a little bit shaky, so unless you get a good positioning and you can get, like – Kenny Pickett, who I like a lot out of Pittsburgh, or somebody like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Kenny Pickett and Taysom Hill might be too similar with their gloves. Like, they just look a a little (laughs) too much alike. Like, you might get them in the locker room. But, I mean, no, you guys are both right. This game was a lot closer than people realize. Saints, more total yards in this game goes to the Saints. Um, More passing yards goes to the Saints. More rushing yards goes to the Saints. Yards per play goes to the Saints. Um, they had more uh, third down, better third down efficiency. The, the big difference was uh, interceptions and turning the ball over. Um, there was a time of possession favored the Saints. They just they gave the ball back to the Cowboys too many times and it ended up just kind of killing them. But that's lack of playmakers on the outside and Taysom Hill trying to do all he could to keep them in the game, uh, pressing just a little yeah, too much. Pretty. 19 of 41 is pretty freaking bad. Uh, but he carried the ball 11 times for 101 yards. I, I, I like the look of the offense better with him there than yep. Simeon, for sure. But he's got to take care of the football. I know he's doing it all on his own, but you got gotta you got to value the football and, and value right, your possessions yeah. when you have
2: um, I think the four picks, people are going to look at that and think that he was just throwing pick after pick, just terrible balls. But three of the picks, the first one was a drop from Kenny Stills that yeah. ended up getting intercepted. The second one was a batted pass at the line that would have been going towards the end zone if if gotten off clean. And then he had one bad one. And then the third one, he just threw it on a slant route and the DN just dropped out and stabbed the and ball and picked it off. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just unfortunate luck for three or yeah. four picks. So, but I, mean, I guess, I, I, guess they, I should.
1: Sorry, go ahead, Ty.
2: My bad. I was going to say if you don't throw one or two of those, you might win this game. So,
1: yeah, I mean, they were close, and the Cowboys, you know, um, I, I don't know what to think. I mean, I do. I think the Cowboys are definitely going to win their division, and I'm not worried about that. But I think I could easily see the Cowboys being a one and done team in the playoffs.
0: I think that you have this every year, the Cowboys are almost in the same realm as the Titans. They just peaked a little too early, and I know that the Titans have a lot more injury issues than the Cowboys do, but the Cowboys have had some injuries, and just being healthy week to week, they just have to get back rolling. Right now, it doesn't look like they would make a very deep playoff run. Yeah. I know they're capable of it, but, like, they don't really quite have their mojo back. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. You mentioned they're not Zeke, playing their not...
1: best football as of
0: late. Yep. You, you mentioned Zeke's not healthy. Um, was Mike McCarthy out with COVID for a little while? Was yeah, that
2: like- he, nice. I don't think he coached in this game. I think Dan Quinn was the head coach for yeah, this game. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, that kind of probably plays a role into it, too, like having the right mojo around at practice and in the locker room. And <laughs> You got CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper back in this game, but it just has to all come together this time of year. Yeah. They have two really, really big games, a lot of big division games wrapping up at the end yeah, of the
2: Yeah, I was about year. to say. And
0: then two really big games against Washington, who's playing well who is mm-hmm. their closest yeah. competitor in their division. So Washington is just two right. games back. If they beat them both right. of those games, they're, they're back into it. So I think that yeah. this is a really crucial time in the year for the Cowboys, and they have to turn around and start playing their best football. But right now yep. they're definitely not.
1: I agree. We can move on. <laughs> All
2: right. So the next game, I don't have too much to say because I didn't watch this game, but the Giants at the Dolphins. The Dolphins win 20-9. to Miami's now won five in a row after starting one and seven. So they are playing themselves into playoff contention sitting at six and seven, but the giants offense continues to prove that. I mean, it's just dog shit. I mean, let's not, (laughs) let's not sugarcoat it.
1: Yeah. They're horrible. Also the dolphins, I think they just thought that it was the preseason, like the first five weeks of the season actually need to play football. Because I mean they're red hot, dude. Like they're they're six and seven. They could fucking finish second in that division if Buffalo keeps shooting the bed the way they are. But um, I'll got a fun fact for you, and then I'll shut up about this game. Jonathan Taylor scored just as many touchdowns as the Giants' offense this season. They are oh. Oh, so oh. bad. They are so bad. I can't watch. I can't watch them. I'll, uh, I got nothing else to say. I got another stat for you,
0: and I hate to just. Dance on somebody's grave like this, but Mike Glennon now six and 22 in his career as a starter. Owen six since 2020. Last starter, last win as a starter came with Chicago in week three of 2017. So, God. Mike Glennon, when Owen was pulling, might be time to get Mike Glennon out of the league. He was a, a glorified bust, I would say. He was taken pretty early, um, went <sighs> back in his day out of NC State, but to a attack of a at this point.
1: Been playing has well.
0: Four straight games with over a hundred passer rating. Uh, only Dan Marino has a longer sing, single season streak for the Miami Dolphins. So two a playing well, kind of coming to, into some of his own. That defense playing well is definitely helping them. Uh, I think that the Dolphins are on a really good roll and they're they're beating the teams they should. I will say. And so they, I, I don't know how how much of a threat they are to catch the Bills or do anything, but that seventh playoff spot makes it interesting. So at six and seven, they're still definitely oh. in the race.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. All right.
2: Next game I got is the Red Hot Colts playing the Texans. This was a um, massacre, to say the least, thirty-one to zero. First shutout on the road for the Colts since nineteen ninety-two. Um, the Texans seem to be getting worse, if that's even possible. <laughs> they uh, haven't scratched in a couple weeks. A touchdown. Um but yeah, this was bad. Jonathan Taylor went off again. He seems to be really their workhorse. I mean Harris called that early on when they were losing right. games was they weren't getting Jonathan Taylor the ball enough. And now he's getting his carries and it's kind of like a little not going to call him Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry effect with just oh, like two hundred yards, multiple touchdowns. Yeah. I mean he's the dog. So, watch out for the Colts. I mean, they're six – I mean, seven and six now. They're really threatening to uh, – I think they're in the playoffs maybe. Let me look. I
1: mean, they. I think they're going to get – I think they're going to make the playoffs if they're not, like, considered in right now. I think they will make it personally. And I also think they're built for the playoffs. Like, they, they are yep. very much a team that can go on the road and play some sloppy, hard-nosed – football and beat your fucking brains out with jonathan taylor 32 carries 148 yards two touchdowns carson wayne's as long as he doesn't really lose them games and he can be a good manager of the of the football um then look out for the colts too. that they them and the titans like i I don't think there's a huge gap there with them and the titans i really don't yeah the colts we've talked
0: about they've had a couple of games yeah, did not go I, their way I this agree. year,
1: especially right now.
0: Yeah, we've had a couple. Of, sorry, I think we're, we're glitching up a little bit, but they've had a couple of games not go their way this year. So it was definitely something that could have flipped in the opposite direction pretty easily. We just talked about Tua having a really good past four games. Carson Wentz, his seventh time this season with a passer rating over a hundred. That's tied for his single-season career high. So he's playing some of his best football. I think it's a little bit under the radar because he's one of those guys who people are always going to magnify his mistakes at this point in his career because a lot of people have given up on him. So he's going to get a little bit of a, a magnifying glass in on some of the interceptions and decisions that he makes that cost them plays. But I think that he's playing good enough for them to, like you said, make a run in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I got nothing else to say about this shithole
0: of a game. No, <laughs> hold on, hold on. The Texans really did it all too. They brought out the red jerseys trying to, trying to uh, get some mojo going, and they just oh,
1: the all
2: they did all they did was get Tyrod Taylor hurt again. <laughs> shocker! That's a shocker, but well, I've been off that, boom, all that.
0: All that tells me is that Davis Mills is going to cover this.
2: Week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh uh, gosh. All right, moving on to. The upset of the week: The Lions get their first Let's win. Let's go! Let's 29. go, Dan
1: Campbell. Uh,
2: um, Jared Goff to Saint Brown, Amara Saint Brown for the game-winning TD with the time expiring. Um The that was a huge win for the, li- uh, the Lions. Sorry, Vikings. That's their Super Bowl, and run, a very, very bad loss for the Vikings. Now dropped to five and seven. There. Yeah. Uh, I think they oh, – I'm not going to say that because they're not out, but I just don't see this team they, – they aren't consistent enough, man. I mean, they they play really well one week, beat the Green Bay Packers, and then they'll lose, lose the to the Niners and Lions back-to-back. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, That's just terrible.
1: Yeah. I, I think the Vikings are a dumpster fire. I think this is Mike Zimmer's last season. And I think this game is just kind of a cherry on top. I just, I agree with you. I think they might even win a couple more games, maybe even finish, you know, eight and nine or seven and, you know, 10, whatever the fuck the those records can be because this is the first 17 game season. It's still, it's still weird in my mind. But huge win for the Lions. I didn't watch this game, but um, I'm sure Dan Campbell was drinking all the vinties he could get his hands on because they were fucking amped.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think this is, Zimmer's last season in Minnesota because they have way too much talent to be losing to teams like the Lions. They have a great back in, obviously, in – I'm blanking on his name for some reason. Cook. Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. But Madison, who was obviously out in this game, but Alexander Madison's a great backup, and he's been more than serviceable for them. And then they have great playmakers outside. Justin Jefferson. Tyler Conklin's been good this year. Uh, Adam Thielen. They have a lot of guys who can do damage on the outside, and Kirk Cousins has played some of his best football this year. So you shouldn't be losing games like this. I'm kicking myself, no. kicking myself that I did not see that the Lions were going to win this game. Like the Vikings are the most inconsistent team in the NFL mm-hmm. at this point of the year, and the Lions were just lurking, waiting for their first opportunity. And I should have circled this game on the calendar as yep. soon as the Vikings had played four games and I realized how inconsistent they were. I should have known that they were going to win this game. Let me tell you something. Hats off to Jared Goff for making the best out of a bad situation. He's played his butt off this year for this Lions team. I think he'll return. I think that he loves Dan Campbell for giving him the shot that he deserves. And so Dan Campbell, game ball, got the game ball after the game. Much deserved. Probably shed a few tears and uh, happy for that guy.
1: Dude, yeah, happy for that, dude. He's always fucking amped. I'm just – I'm happy for the Lions. Um, they needed. This is their Super Bowl. We'll see if they can get catch some catch some fire here as of late and get them out of the number one overall pick.
2: Yeah, I think they'd probably rather stay there. <laughs> um,
0: I was gonna say they might get hot and make a playoff run.
1: <laughs> I think they're already eliminated. <laughs> I will say when we talk about picks, I do think I could see them winning this week. But anyway,s we can move on.
2: Um. Next game is the Eagles and the Jets. I don't have much to say from this game. Didn't watch any of this. But I will say Philadelphia is 12-0 and 0 all time against the New York Jets.
1: Wow. So that's, that's kind of cool. crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah, but this was the Minshew show. He played – I don't know if Jalen Hurts was hurt or if he just got benched. I don't know. But they, uh, they roll over the Jets 33-18 to move to six and seven, still lingering around as well with the with the football team.
1: Yeah, and by, and by some my guy Zach Wilson, because he uh, kind of popped off. He made some great throws, um, kind of did what they could on offense with the uh, no-name weapons that he has. Um, but you're, you're right, Ty. Gardner Minshew kind of took over this game. The Jets' defense is really bad, really, really bad. They're, they're really bad, um, and I got nothing else to say.
0: It's a shame that their defense is really, really bad, too, considering the fact that Robert Sala, defensive guy, comes over from a really strong 49ers defense and doesn't look like they have it defensively right now. With that being said, Minshew absolutely goes out and dominates, kind of a FU to the whole league, considering he gets just directly passed over with the chance to take Trevor Lawrence. And I I think everybody makes that decision 10 times out of 10, but – it still is going to be a little bitter for him to deal with. So he comes out and balls in his first game with the Eagles as a starter, uh, 20 to 25, super efficient. And has a really good game. I think – I'm not sure if you guys saw it. I saw the emotional reaction, him and his dad after the game, which was yeah. pretty cool. I, I have to say, they're a couple games away from having a quarterback controversy in Philly, a couple yeah. games away. Because, like, I don't – I don't personally, I don't think that Jalen Hurts has played that bad this year. There's just been a lot of questions about how effective he can be yeah. as a passer. And we know you need to throw the ball in this league. So as these games go along, I'm not sure. I, I'm with Utah. I don't know. It's not know. that like Hurts, he hasn't,
1: he's not bad. It's like, is he good enough?
2: Yeah. And, yeah. And, or does he fit the mold enough? And like, and yeah. does it give you enough? I don't know. Like, it's like he provides a lot in the running game. But look at this game. They ran for 200 yards. Without yeah. Jalen Hurts. So it's like you're running for 200 yards, but Minch, Minch use, like you said, 20 at 25 for 250 and two touchdowns. I mean, that's if you can keep anywhere near that, I mean, they'll be more competitive than with Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: And I just looked, at, this is not a good way to start either. I just looked up Jalen Hurts to see what his injury report was. And the first article that pops up is, X, oh, no, never mind. I thought, I thought that said Eagles GM isn't a believer in Jalen Hurts. I was about to say that's <laughs> pretty bad. That's no, says X eagles GM. So, remove that. Gotcha. Take that out of your brain. It, the Eagles GM sure loves Jalen Hurts. All but, yeah, righty, he, he is injured, though. He is injured.
2: Gotcha. All righty. Hold on. It's pulling up. <clears throat> Dude, that, no, the, uh, I'm looking at the – the uh standings in the AFC. I mean there's 13 teams that could make the playoffs and I wouldn't be shocked. Who's at the very bottom of that list? Miami and Denver. Okay yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it does. um all right, the next game I've got is Cardinals at the Bears. Uh, Arizona moves to seven and0 on the road this season. All wins by ten or more. Um, Kyler Murray, instant impact. DeAndre Hopkins, instant impact. They've been out for multiple weeks, and they just come in and dominate, look like their old team from a few weeks ago. And I think if they can stay healthy with those two guys – for the rest of the season and keep winning games. I mean, they're going to be in a really good spot, and nobody's really talking about them. I mean, they're the number one overall seed, best record in the NFL, and yeah. that people are kind of sleeping on the Cardinals still. So I, I'm, I kind of, I'm not going to say I fully believe in the Cardinals to be a Super Bowl threat, but I would not be shocked if they won a couple games in the playoffs just with their um diversity on offense
1: and what they I do think they're a super bowl threat, dude. Like I think Murray's the MVP when he's on the field this season. Like what's his worst game? The game against Green Bay where like he led them down. Yeah, and they should have won green. Yeah. Hit the bat. Like like when has he had yeah. a bad per- like Murray yeah. is just balling when he's I on, agree. on the field just it's really fucking hard to beat them when he's playing. Yeah. And like they ran the ball down Chicago's throat. Um They just have like they don't have a lot of holes on their team. Their defense, their secondary is good. Their linebackers are flying around. They're versatile. They have the pass rush. Like they're just a dangerous team, man. I just the Cardinals, I think they're top I think they're top three teams in the league. I think they're yeah, I think they're I guess
2: the reason that I'm struggling to really believe in them to
1: We haven't seen it with them.
2: Yeah, you've never seen Murray in the playoffs. You've never seen (laughs) Kingsbury in the playoffs.
1: That's their but, one thing, is like they don't have experience. Yeah,
2: so it's and I mean and they're playing in the NFC where you've got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, the Rams,
1: the Rams, Dallas. Dallas, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. San Francisco, it's, it's,
2: so it's I mean, that's tough games to it's win. It's not going to
1: be easy for them, but they are damn good. And I I would take them to beat Dallas right now in the playoffs. I would take them to beat
2: anybody Rams, other than Rodgers and Brady.
1: Yeah, I'd probably take them to beat the Rams right now, too. And honestly, maybe even the Packers. i, I just – the Bucks are, are concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I if like you listened to the
0: podcast last week. Me and Cyrus said the Packers are the best team in the NFL.
1: They're definitely – the Packers are top. I think it, I think right now the top three teams in the NFL are the Patriots, the Packers, and the Colts. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to get on to you. Okay, guys, I got a stat. We'll talk about the Patriots. Yeah, I got nothing else to say about the Cards Bears. Bears are a piece of shit. They're they're falling apart, too. Hold on real quickly,
0: though. Kylin Murray becomes the fourth youngest player in NFL to reach 10,000 career passing yards behind. Drew Bledsoe, Dan Marino, and guess who the third is? Cam Newton. Nope. I have no idea. Ellen, any guesses? Say say this stat one more time. Kyler Murray becomes the fourth youngest player in the NFL to reach 10,000 career passing yards behind Drew Bledsoe, Dan Marino, and who? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Brady.
0: Oh, Jameis Winston. Uh, uh. You got to remember, Jameis is like 19 when he came in the league. Instant starter, too. Yeah, Yeah, he He came in immediately. was out of
1: high school when he started playing in the NFL. Pretty much.
0: Um, but no, this was a great game for the Cardinals, and I, I agree. I think the Cardinals—they've shown some resiliency. I like what, what like, well, I like what Kingsbury's doing with it, with his group, and getting them focused game after game. I think they have the right recipe and the culture around that team to be a a really good, consistent team for years to come, and be a playoff threat starting this year.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Me too. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on to the as i told harris last week on the podcast if i were to give a team the most wishy-washy team of the year besides it the would vikings be the, the los angeles chargers yeah. and they come off of a bad loss at denver last week and completely destroy the binkles on the road 41 to 22 the chargers had six sacks which is the most in a game since 2016 for them um they really bottled up the Bengals all day, and they were having explosive passing plays all day. Um, and they were
0: so wishy washy that they made Ty change his pick mid podcast. He picked the Chargers initially,
2: yeah, back and picked the Bengals. I picked the Bengals. I said that. I said they're so wishy washy. They lost last week, and they're gonna win this week. Talk about Harris made his pick.
1: Both these teams, these teams are wishy washy <laughs> as fuck. Like I don't know. Yeah. the AFC just to me is a bunch of good teams, whereas the NFC is like. Four great teams like Cardinals, Packers, um, Dallas, and you know Rams and Bucks. Like those are NFC great teams. Like the AFC is like a bunch of good teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there's
2: 13 teams where I wouldn't be shocked if they
1: had the playoffs. The Chargers are good, but it's like, dude, I mean they're seven and five. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of this game. I know Herbs balled the fuck out as he tends to do. Yeah, Um, and I also know that they kind of got really hot. Um, Early on, the Bengals kind of shot themselves in the foot foot a little bit with some turnovers and some missed catches. Um, Yeah, both these teams are pretty wishy-washy, but I can see both of them making the playoffs. Yeah, Harris,
2: anything to add?
1: Yeah, I think that Joe Burrow has to take a little bit of the medicine
0: Patrick Mahomes took and learn to take care of the football a little bit more. He had another two-interception game. He's turned it over multiple times um, in a lot of games this year. And this was one where Joe Mixon really couldn't get going, uh, averaging only like 2.8 yards a carry and Burrow trying to make some things happen and fit the ball in tight places, and it just didn't really work out for him. With that being said, Mike Williams, I think, is the key for this Chargers offense. When he plays really well, they're really good. And it gives them another weapon on the outside besides Keenan Allen, and when they're feeding both of those guys – they're really, really hard to beat on the outside. But Mike Williams, has he started out the year really, really strong when this Chargers team looked really good and then dipped off and went into a little bit of a inconsistent run there. And that's when this team wasn't playing its best football. So I think that he matches up with being the key for them to play really, really well, uh, having multiple guys to attack you on the outside. And then I, I think that I should have looked at this game early and said whoever – wins the turnover battle, is going to win this football game. Because with two guys between Herbert and Burrow throwing the ball so much, it was going to come down to taking care of the football and who was going to turn the ball over less. And it ended up being the Bengals turning it over a couple more times and that being the decision in the game.
1: Yeah. These are just so – two such even teams. Like, just looking at this game, total yards, 363, 356. Passing yards, 284, 260. Rushing, 80, 96. Like – they're just so, I think they're so similar in so many different ways. And their quarterbacks are obviously both in their second year leap um, and obviously doing a good things. I mean, to be seven and five, your second year as a quarterback, and you're kind of one of the big yeah. of your offense, it says a lot. I think both these guys have bright, bright futures. Yeah. I mean, I'm
2: sure fans of the Chargers and the Bengals are happy sitting at seven and five right now. I mean, it could be four and eight. I mean, worse. Yeah. I mean, but there's a long stretch ahead for both teams to try and make the playoffs. Um, as we move on to the next game, the Bucks at the Falcons, the Buccaneers win 30 to 17. Tom Brady is now 10 and 0 against the Falcons in his career. He is the Falcon Slayer, and he haunts Falcons fans in their dream and their night, nightmare <laughs> nightmares. Um Definitely not much from this one. I predict I mean me me, me and Harris both knew that the Bucks would win and cover. I mean yeah. it's just Every kind of Bucks
1: uh, are playing the Falcons. Um you know it's about to go down. They beat their shit, they beat their shit in. And this uh, is
0: just the time of the year the Bucks start locking in, figuring out some things. I think the secondary is still a little bit of an issue, but they're gonna just gonna continue. They're to getting healthier. Better. They're getting healthier. It's Rock just is
1: playing now it's, it's like, how
0: yeah. it's just this weird cohesive formula that Brady has this time of year that's able to get the guys on the same page and get the momentum trending in the right direction before you make a playoff run yep.
2: he's got it down I, to I don't a think it's minutes. I don't think it's this week but next week you're gonna have Antonio Brown come back God, Carlton yep. Davis just mm-hmm. came back who I mean he's by far their number one corner so mm-hmm. yes. that gives him a big boost. So, I'm. Um, I, mean,
0: I mean, here's the stat right you know here. How I feel about right Brady.
2: Here. It's going to be tough to beat them anytime.
0: Here's the stat right here. He's sixty-seven and sixteen in his career and as a starter in the month of December.
2: 15, <sighs>
0: 15 more wins than any other qu- uh, quarterback in December since nineteen seventy. Wow.
2: I mean, this that time of win year lost, he gets it going. Is, yeah. Crazy, and he's an old ass man, and he's yeah. getting better as the season goes on. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Doesn't
1: make sense. Um, uh, talk about the slaughtering that happened in uh, LA this weekend.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say the Jags and the Rams. The Rams get on pace a little bit here, eight and four. Um, they beat the Jags 37 to seven. I mean, this one got ugly very quick. Uh, I think Odell caught a touchdown in this game. And the Rams look pretty good. Their offense was rolling, uh, let me look, trying to pull up. Stafford was 20, 26 of thirty eight for three hundred and three touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. They uh they, they definitely were a little more patient with the run game. They're not they don't get down two scores and just have to completely fucking abandon ship and start letting, you know, passes fly with Matt Stafford. But I think at their best, the Rams are one of the most dangerous teams in football. Like, could beat anybody, could beat the Bucks. could beat the Packers, at their best. Like, if they are clicking on all cylinders defensively, on offense, McVay drawing up plays, Cup, fucking Odell. Like, they – I think they're just – I just think if they re- figured out a way to make it click, like, they could just win yeah. the whole thing. I mean, and I, mean I really
2: – Harris and I talked about that last week. I think the biggest problem that they've had this year is their defense. Like, in their losses, they've been giving up a lot of points. And everybody kind of overlooks it just because of the players that they have. They expect the defense played really well. But, I mean, when you're giving up 30 points in the NFL, you're going to lose a lot of those games. I mean,
0: the Jaguars have lost 16 straight games versus NFC teams. Period. End of subject. The, we knew this was going to be a slaughtering. The Rams had to get this game to get back on track, and they did. I, if they're really truly back on track, we'll find out in the coming weeks. But they need yep. to get it rolling. They, they, the Rams are sitting in the same position as the Cowboys, except I'd say the Cowboys have got a couple more quality wins here and there, but the Rams, are they're in very similar positions. We know they have the right players around the right coach, if they can get the things going that they need to and get the momentum that they need to in the locker room and start coming back healthier and playing their best football this time of year, they can be a threat to, to win it all. Yep.
1: I just Absolutely. want to say too, breaking news from the Pope. Um, Pope Francis calls – I just saw this on my feed. Pope Francis calls sex outside marriage, quote, unquote, not the most serious sin. So just take that into <laughs> account. Um yeah, just take that into account, guys. Let's move
2: on. So the next game we got is Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders. This one was neck and neck the entire game. Uh, the football team wins 17-15 to 15 after a late field goal to go ahead. Um, this Raiders team just seems to almost be out of juice a little bit, in my opinion. I was watching a little bit of this game. I mean, Darren Waller didn't play. That also, obviously is a big – missing piece for them yeah. but i just think there's something missing i think it's just everything that's happened i mean with rugs and waller and gruden and everything yeah. but we're sitting here and they're six and six they're still very much in contention for the playoffs and we will see what happens i don't know if y'all watch this game at all y'all's thoughts on these two teams situations right now
1: I just think that the Raiders have definitely kind of fallen apart from Harris's prediction of a five-and-one start. They are now six-and-six. That's why I kind of said at the beginning of the season, I don't trust the Raiders, one of the most inconsistent organizations in the NFL. Um, Obviously, they got fucked over with Gruden and everything like that. That was definitely a big factor. But, yeah, I mean, their offense just kind of really relies on defenses to play a lot of man-to-man. Washington's a heavy zone team. It was kind of a more of a check down kind of day for Derek Carr. He kind of tends to hold the ball a little bit when going into zone defenses. And Taylor Hot Heine is kind of catching some fire. Heineke, uh, they're six and six and watch the fuck out for them to make some noise because their defense is playing better, which we all know was lacking at the beginning of the season. And they just kind of run the ball a lot, like a lot, a lot. By and defense. ask Heineke to make some some Rose on third down, and if he gets them done and he hits and he doesn't turn the ball over, they're, they're, they're a decent team. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders are falling apart, Washington trending up for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's quite fair to say this is typical Raiders fashion because this would be unexpected for any team. Losing your head coach at the beginning of the season, losing one of your star players in the fashion that they lost, Henry Ruggs, it's not typical, so I don't think that you can just label the franchise. But I do agree the Raiders have kind of started to just flatline at this point. They had a big win against the Cowboys. You thought maybe they could build some momentum coming off that, and they lose to a Washington team that's playing really well right now. I said last week, like I don't know why Washington suddenly got a lot better defensively after they lost Chase Young. I, I don't know why, but yeah. ever <sighs> since that point, their defense has played really well this season, so yep. they, they, I don't know if they figured some things out. They had to rely on some other guys if yeah. teams were just doing a really good job of scheming for them because of Chase, and then without him in there, they put some guys in who they don't have enough film on. I don't know what the situation is, but Washington's playing really, really well at this point in the year. These teams share the same record, but the Raiders are heading in a different direction than the football team right now, and... that's just a fact the football team's trying to scratch their way back in the playoffs and the Raiders are trying to figure out a way not to be last in that division
2: yep Yep, for sure all right moving on to a big division game the Ravens at the Steelers this was a crazy game low scoring game Um, the Ravens really had a chance to go into OT I think I think that would have been a better option. Not saying that I don't like the call of going for two at the end.
1: I don't like the call. I think that's stupid.
2: Yeah, I just think they're a much better team than the Steelers, and the Steelers are almost incapable of moving the ball, so it's like if you, even if you lose the coin toss, I would rely on your defense to be able to stop Pittsburgh one time, and then all you have to do is get in semi-field goal range for Justin Tucker to boot. That bitch in there.
0: Well, I don't know if you guys heard after the game, but Harbaugh said, I mean, go obviously forward. you're you're playing a you're playing away, so on the road it's almost always somewhat tempting to go for it so that you yeah. can close it out then and not go to overtime. But yeah, yeah, there was the comment made that they were just banged up on defense and they yeah, felt like they were gonna have a
2: Harlan Humphrey losing hey. a
1: graduate that graduated uh, with grace at her high school actually Marlon. That's Humphrey. right, Hoover Buccaneer. That's a but huge loss
0: for them. Huge. It is, and so I think that I think that Harbaugh was looking at it in in the terms of they weren't going to be able to get that stop because of the the way they were playing and also the injuries that they had had throughout that game. Yeah. So he was just taking his chances. It's a very
2: Harbaugh move, and I mean,
1: it is. It ended up,
2: and with all that being said, the play was there. Just it was unfortunate that that it was just a little tad overthrown.
0: It was a little tad overthrown and a little bit of a. Badly run route, it was kind of just a bad yeah. play on both of them. I feel like it, it, you know, nine times out of ten, that's a touchdown, but
2: or two yeah, I can't conversion. believe
1: the Steelers are actually winning games. Like
2: yeah, that. they're six, five, I, and one. I mean, right in the thick of it.
1: I don't know how the fuck. let's, I don't want to talk about them, but <clears I got nothing throat> about the team. It was risque that call. I don't like it, but I also partially understand it.
0: Oh, and I'll also say, you know, I've I've kind of given Big Ben a, a hard rap on this show because this was obviously the back end of his career and he, but I like big Ben. I like him. I've always liked him as a player and like he, I've always enjoyed watching him in the prime years when they had a B and they had late, bell, like super entertaining. And even before that, when they were, you know, when they won super bowls, it was super entertaining. I always enjoyed watching him. So it was fun to see him uh, pull a little of the mojo out against the Ravens. This in such a big divisional game that means so much to both these organizations. It was it was fun to see Ben go into a little bit of vintage mode and, and come out with the win there. So I enjoyed watching that. But doesn't it feel like every game the Ravens played in this year is like big time game, like super entertaining game? It's just like
1: super close, yeah. And that yeah. takes
0: a toll on a team, man. Just to yeah. be in like a close one every week and like scratching and clawing just to get the win. It's like Lamar is doing everything for this offense yeah. everything they have They're it's, it's asking him, him to
1: do everything dude and
0: and it, they don't have any playmakers around him devonta freeman i will say is playing well he's like trending in the right direction he has learned the playbook got more comfortable in that offense but still not a consistent running threat it's it's crazy man uh mark marquise brown i feel like i i saw him get a little frustrated in this game cuz it's just hard to get these guys going when people are just keying in on Lamar time after time. And it's hard to get in the ball. Uh, But we'll see. And Oh, there's a lot of comments made about the Ravens not being able to pick up the zero blitz all year. Apparently they've had problems like picking up the blitz and people bring pressure. Like they have no options for Lamar to check down or, or whatever the Whatever the simple play is to get out of that formation, they they're they're having a hard time dealing with the blitz, and it's been a consistent theme all year. And the Ravens got a really tough schedule going forward, and I have a a a bad inclination that they might end up not making the playoffs. No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, let me read you the rest of their schedule real quickly. I know the rest of their schedule. It's tough. It's tough. And I mean, they got eight wins right
0: now.
2: What's the rest of their schedule?
1: They're they yeah, are they are already number one. Like, the rest in, of their schedule they're is they're not gonna they're not gonna miss the playoffs. The rest of their
0: schedule is um, one second. Hold on, pull it up.
1: They played Cleveland this week.
0: They play Cleveland at Cleveland, divisional game. Then Packers at Bengals, Rams, Steelers again. Uh,
2: I mean, I, I don't disagree with you
1: they two of those games, and they're going to have ten wins, and they're going to slide in the playoffs. They're not missing. We're talking anything. about we're talking about one, two,
0: three, four really solid defensive. I mean, teams you have to play there.
1: Dude, those are You're, five you hard. You
2: yeah, yeah, well, and you can say
1: they're going to win at least two. They
2: are well you can say that they're going to win two until they win one and then they don't make the playoffs.
1: Well, I'm pretty calm. – I'm just too confident in Lamar Jackson and his ability. He's been doing this all season with his team. They're asking him to literally be the entire offense. Yeah. He's played all of those teams in his division already at least once. You talk about how it's be hard to beat a hard – it's hard to beat a good team twice. It's going to be hard for Pittsburgh to go to Baltimore and beat them in the last week of the season. Yeah. They played Cleveland, who's kind of not – what Cleveland is expected to be. Green Bay and the Rams are going to be hard for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think they'll, they're going to snag two wins at the minimum. So, I'm not worried about Baltimore. But Marlon
2: Humphrey is a huge loss, though. I mean, their secondary is also already beat up as shit and not good. And Marlon Humphrey was the only bright spot. And yeah. now they don't have him. So, I wouldn't be shocked to see – like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the first couple of weeks without Marlon Humphrey, like it's Cleveland, Green Bay, and the Cincinnati. I mean – Oh, dude, I, it's
1: definitely going to be a struggle. On the defense. they're going to not... always have the best quarterback on the field except for when they play Green Bay. So,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, but, but also you have – the past few weeks they've gotten a couple of wins, but it's been – they scored 10 points against the Dolphins, 16 against the Bears, 16 against the Browns, 19 against the Steelers.
1: I will guarantee it right now that the (laughs) Ravens win three of those five.
0: Guarantee. All right. Guarantee. The question is what happens if that doesn't come
2: true?
1: That's for you guys to decide, but I'm going to (laughs) guarantee that the Ravens win three of the next five.
2: Three of the next five. Wow. All right. win three out of five? You're going to win three of the next five. Okay, gotcha. I'm putting it up on my board right here. All
1: right, put it up on your board, y'all. Y'all, I mean, dude, we talked about this. The Ravens are a crappy football team. and They just find ways to fucking win. They just find ways to win football games. I know they've been finding them.
0: ways to lose lately.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? Let's let's move on to the next game. But let's just wait, let's just see who goes three and five, three three and two these next five games down the stretch. All
2: right. Um, next game. Is the Niners at the Seahawks, and as bad as the Seahawks seem to be, they always seem to beat the Niners. Um, Russell Wilson is 17-4 against San Francisco. That's the most wins versus any opponent, or his most wins versus any opponent. Um, they win 30-23. to This was a, a brutal loss for the Niners, as they could have gone to 7-5 and really given themselves a – better chance to make the playoffs they're still in the playoffs right now but that is a game that you don't want to lose against an inferior opponent in my opinion
1: yeah.
2: and now you're going down the stretch of I'm sure they're playing a good bit of division games <clears throat> to end this in this season off so y'all's thoughts on where the Niners are sitting at right now I know the Seahawks are kind of out of it a little bit but
1: I think that the Niners are a pretty good team, and I think they can make the playoffs. Um, I think George Kittle balled the fuck out in this yep. game. And really carried the offense more than people realize. And I think, too, the Niners – I mean, this is a game where – this is why you draft Trey Lance. Jimmy G, 20 of 30, that's good. 300 yards, good. And then two bonehead picks. Like two bonehead interceptions that you just can't throw um, against that Seattle defense. Um, that's why you draft a guy like Trey Lance, to make sure you win games like this. Um, I think they can sneak in the playoffs, but um, well, I mean, we'll see. They kind of they kind of control their own destiny very much. So at a six and six right now, what
2: what do y'all think it's going to take to get in the playoffs in the NFC? Do you think like nine and eight is going to get it done? I think not,
0: I think nine wins at the in the back half could get them last, get them in, in the, the, the seventh spot. Yeah, I think yeah. nine wins can get. If you want to be safely in the playoffs, I think you got to be a ten win team.
2: Yeah, they play at Cincinnati. Coming off of Cincinnati's coming off of a big loss, and then you have Atlanta. You got to win Atlanta, and then you play at Tennessee, and then Houston. So you got to beat Atlanta and Houston to get to that's to get that's to get to eight wins. So you you got to beat Atlanta and Houston, and then you got to win one of Cincinnati, Tennessee, and Rams. Which I mean, I could see them losing all three of those. We'll see. we'll see. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. how I, I don't trust the Niners by any means. No,
2: nah, this was a brutal loss in my opinion. I thought they were starting to roll a little bit, get into a rhythm, and losing to the but Seahawks. they're, they're going wild come.
1: card. They got a game above everybody except for Washington, and like, and they, yeah, I mean Washington. They beat Philly. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the Rams, Washington, and right now the Niners, I think, would make the be the last spot. So, they, they control their yeah. own destiny. But, uh, yeah.
2: All right, uh, moving to the Sunday night game. This one was also a little bit closer than people think. It was 22-9, uh, to nine, the Chiefs beat the Broncos. Uh, Kansas City has now won 12 consecutive games against the Broncos, which is kind of crazy to think <laughs> about. Um But, yeah, the Chiefs, I mean, we've been talking about how they're they're now back to being the Chiefs, but I just don't think they're back to being the Chiefs of last year. Like, they only scored, what, 15 points in this game on offense? And, I mean, if Denver was anywhere near competent, on the offensive side of the ball, they could have easily won this game. But I will say the improvements on the defensive side of the ball from the Chiefs throughout this year has been been more, um, I don't know, important to me than their offense. Because I think their offense will come alive in a big game. And if their defense is able to hold teams, you know, under 15 points, I mean, they're going to win a
1: lot of those games. I agree I mean the defense is is right now the positive going for them. The offense just really needs to figure their shit out, but I will say this, I have not given up on the Chiefs all season. I've said they're going to be fine. If they if their offense gets back to playing, if they figure stuff out and Patrick Mahomes, I, I just think he just he's just like he's just not playing. He's just not playing his best football. Like he's just I don't know, he's just missing throws that he doesn't, he wouldn't miss like that. One throw over where it was to Hill, who was wide open, and everyone thought they tipped the ball. Nope. They looked at the replay. There's no tip. That's just like a weird throw. He's just, I don't know what the fuck is up with him. I guess quarterbacks can have a bad year of throwing the football, and he's just not having his best year throwing the football. But if their offense were to figure it out um, and get anything close to like they are last season, then I think they would be really hard to beat.
0: Yeah. Owen, you, I think you highlight the perfect. Issue for the Chiefs, which is Pat Mahomes had a sub-75 passer rating for the sixth time this season. And his first four mm. seasons, he only did it twice each year. He's had wow. he's had six of them this year. So he's yeah. not playing his best football. Yeah, he's, he's, he's missing throws. I think that it started out with him. Patrick Mahomes is a guy who likes to play free. He likes to play open the way he likes to do it move out of the pocket, be mobile, make crazy throws. And then those crazy throws turn the ball over this year. So he had to kind of pull the reins back. And it comes to a point where you start to think about it too much. And I think that he's just not playing free-flowing football at this point. He's trying to limit the mistakes. He's almost putting a guard on himself. That is holding him back from being super dynamic. And he's just got to find that perfect balance of valuing the football but still being the dynamic playmaker that he's capable of. And until that happens, the Chiefs aren't going to be their highest potential that they can be, but they obviously have the potential to be the best team in the league, period, in the subject. That's their ceiling is the Absolutely. best team in the football. But right now it looks like that ceiling is not reachable until Pat Mahomes gets his, uh, you know, dare I say, swagger back.
2: You know. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. It feels like he's hesitant a lot. I mean, it feels like like you got to go out there like Lamar, no matter if you throw a pick or not.
1: I mean, obviously
2: be aware of not turning the ball over. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson will throw five picks and go out there and still sling that shit downfield to Hollywood Brown. With his eyes closed He doesn't give a shit Because he knows that that team goes off of him Like, and that's what the Chiefs are They're not going to sit there and run the ball And just dominate you The entire game They run on Pat Mahomes And fucking Kelsey and Tyree Kill And so that's You just got to keep trying to figure out How to get your mojo going And try and get in a good position In the playoffs to maybe host a game or two Yeah
0: and it's it's kind of hypocritical to say because we sat here whenever he was turning the ball over a lot we're like you got to take care of the football and now we're kind of sitting here saying fuck it if you turn it over fuck it just keep throwing it but it's yeah. there is a fine balance and we know that they can achieve it so it's not like we're trying to be hypocritical it's just that there he needs to be more dynamic than he's being now and still value the football because there
2: is, a, yeah. there is the, he does have the capability to do that. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Well, y'all know what game's next. It's the Monday night football game. The Patriots go old, old school on those motherfuckers in the snow. And we ran it 50 times, threw it three times, and pull out a 14-10 to win. I mean, I think this just shows, as we've been saying the past few weeks, consistency, defense travels, running game travels, And the Patriots are one of the most consistent and one of the better teams in the NFL right now. They're really hitting their stride going into a bye week. And I'm liking where they're sitting right now in the number one spot in the AFC.
1: They look a lot like, if you look up some of the stats and comparisons in terms of scoring, they look a lot like the Patriots in the early 2000s when Brady won Super Bowls. And I'm not saying that Brady threw three passes a game, but Brady definitely threw 15 to 18 passes a game, and kind of handed the ball off a lot, like Matt Jones is doing. And their defense won them Super Bowls. And I feel th- I still I, I think the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender with a rookie quarterback. And I think they will be. I, I mean, I think they're back to being New England. I mean, Belichick took a year off from having the goat, went seven and nine, and now hasn't missed a beat and they uh, are nine and four and everyone wanted to write them off when they were close to Houston and everyone wanted to write them off at the beginning of the season when they started off poorly. But um, Bill Belichick just plays every fucking football game as if someone took his wife and kids and said, you don't get them back unless you win this week. And he just fucking wins on he focuses on this week. He's the, best. there's not a, there's not a coach in the NFL That is even close to Belichick in terms of being the coach that he is on a weekly basis in the league. There's just no one close to him. Uh, I don't think he'll ever get appreciated as much as Brady. Sad to say, but uh, they're rolling. They're red hot. I think that if I could go in
0: to the bills locker room and tell them this, this is exactly what they need to hear, which is, and maybe, obviously I'm not the guy to deliver the message and they might already have this message delivered, but if you're the bills, you're licking your chops for a rematch, licking your chops. You had two chances where you went into the red zone and obviously the, the weather was not ideal. It wasn't the game to be throwing the football. Josh Allen missed some throws. You, yeah. you can, you can sit there if you're the Buffalo bills and say we, they broke up in really a couple runs. And then other than that, we played really good defense and it was within our grasp all night and things outside of our control didn't go our way. And I've criticized Josh Allen on this show. I've talked about his inconsistency, but they really had two really great opportunities when they drove in the red zone to score and put this game away and, and win this game. And they had it and they couldn't get this they couldn't get the score when they needed to. And so if you're the Bills you got to be sitting there thinking, wait till we play y'all in Foxborough on a sunny day. It's going to be, it might be a little crisp. The air might be a little cool, but we're going to whoop
2: y'all's ass. And Mac that's Jones what they got to be
1: thinking. The ball, though, well, I will say, but please try
2: and load that box up. I mean, dude, Mac Jones has been throwing 35 times a game, 30 really? yeah. times a game. It's not like I mean, they, that they game was really, yeah, it was just the, the wind was so brutal. And right. I think Belichick was like, Y'all can throw it if you want to. And I don't think that it was Mac Jones couldn't throw the ball yeah, at no, all I, that Belichick game. just didn't see he the just point. Played, he just played the, the we're going to run it every time and run the clock out and play defense, and we're going to win this shit. And that's yeah. a huge win for them. And now it it's like we're going to try and run the ball on y'all in the second game, but if y'all want to load nine guys up in the box again, we're going to play action and have people fucking wide open. Yeah, it I mean, is, but
0: I guess, that, I guess that with that same mentality, the Bills just have to – they had to find a way to spin this game in a in a positive way yeah, yeah, for yeah. them. I, I and agree. that's how yeah. I would go about it, is that they had multiple Definitely. chances to win this game. Multiple. Two yeah. chances in the fourth quarter. They drove yeah. down in the red zone, and they came out with zero points. And at the end of the day, that's what cost them the game.
1: Dude, and this was the me, biggest game of the season for these teams. Yeah. It was fucking huge. And uh, it makes I me was, so
2: happy to see – Jordan Poyer and uh, what was the other guy, Micah Hyde? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just getting so fired up. They're, <laughs> they're just so pissed. 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 like, they're right, just we'll, pissed remember off. That. we'll remember that. Like, I mean, yeah, play them again if two it's two embarrassing. I mean, he asked if if the, if their run defense was embarrassing, and basically their answer came off as yes, it was embarrassing. Obviously, listen, dude, and then, about to get
1: crazy for the bills considering they just lost to New England, now they're seven and five. They play the pack this week or no, no they played Tampa they play the Bay Bucks this week on the road. And then they go back and they play new England. New England. No, no, then they play Atlanta or no, Carolina. They and play the Carolina Patriots. and then they play after that. New England. Again. But I mean, All yeah. right, well, I'm ready to get into the picks, but that that was a crazy game.
2: Yeah, it was, was a me good race
1: on for the picks. Ty,
2: sure why not?
1: Update me. I know I didn't get submit my picks last. Yeah, week. yeah.
2: I'm gonna update everybody on what happened.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just want to know what oh. that record was last time. Grace doesn't yeah. want to come on for the picks, so.
2: Okay, that's fine. Oh, Grace, she's lame. She's that um, She's working. All right, so. Owen only got one pick in this week, and it was the Monday Night Football game, and he went one and zero. So technically, he won the week with a hundred percent win loss. But right behind him was Ty. I went eleven and three this week, which is insane. And. Then Harris was still good, eight and six. I mean, that's not a bad week. I tried at to turn all. it
0: around. I tried to flip it in my favor. I, I, I almost
2: texted you. I almost texted you and said, "Making up ground or giving me more yeah. room for error." I, I had. Well,
0: I knew. I knew. I know yeah. what the standings are. I. am fully aware of it at this point in the year, and I knew that this was a big game. Ties are going to ride right with this Patriots. I picked them initially, and I realized, you know, Buffalo can do this. We we saw Seattle. Went as an underdog at home. Yeah. We saw who else won as an underdog at home this week. Somebody else was kind of an upset that I picked against. Oh, Detroit. They won as an underdog at home. A couple other games. And I was like, Buffalo can go. They can do this. They can do this.
2: And they almost did. So I was cheering yeah, for them. I was very down to the very end. Um, But now the season standings. I am 113 and 78. Harris is 107 and 84. So six picks behind and Owen is 91 and 86. So I'm at 60% win percentage. Harris is at 57. Owen is at 52 for the season. So still all above 50% win percentage, all above 500. Owen, let's get you all these picks in this week and get you back in the race, man. Um, Start
1: with tonight's game. Tonight's
2: game is Pittsburgh at the Vikings, and the Vikings are favored by three and a half. With no feeling, and I'm thinking no Cook as well. Let me make sure that's correct. Should be no Cook. But y'all can go ahead and make your pick okay. while I'm looking up. the Injury. Dalvin Cook is questionable. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh getting three and a half. I'm just going to.
1: Are they favored by three and a half?
2: No, they're dog. Minnesota is favored by three and a half.
1: I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. I'm riding with (laughs) Pittsburgh, too, playing playing well.
2: All right, moving on to a big divisional game. The Raiders at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are minus nine in this game. And I'm going to have to – oh, man. The Raiders and the Chiefs. I think nine's a little too much for me. I'm going to take Vegas. I think Darren Waller will be back.
1: I think nine's a little bit too much. I'm going to take the Raiders. You and the Chiefs blew out the Raiders a couple weeks ago,
0: 41-14. to 14. So, we know they're capable of doing it. But in Arrowhead, too, I will um, – yeah. Take the Chiefs, pussy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. Why not? <laughs> All right. New Orleans at the Jets um the Jets are plus five and a half at home Camara is coming back this week Taysom Hill is still playing I'm gonna take New Orleans to break the five game skid and cover Jets five.
1: in this game I'm gonna take the Jets to cover five and
2: a half oh this is a tough
0: one with them coming back it's all about how the Jets defense plays. Um, how many? Five and a half? Yep. I think that that could be just a little too steep. I think I'll, ta- I'll take New Orleans, though. They're the better team. They got a five-game losing oh, record. Dog, they
1: got their down man. to bounce back.
2: All right. We got Jacksonville at the Titans. The Titans are coming off of a bye, but the Titans are also minus nine in this game. No aj brown, no Julio. Uh God.
1: I'm taking the nine's too
2: much, man. I'm taking the London Jags. I'm taking the
1: Titans. The Jags are just everyone's fucking beaten toy right now when they want to smack up on a team and look good. Oh, yeah, this is another good line. I'll have to go
0: with uh I think I think you're right. So I think nines is too many. I'll take Jacksonville.
1: Fuck yeah, I'm a dog for two in a row, baby. (laughs) <laughs> back All right,
2: Kings. Baltimore at the Browns. The Browns are favored by two-and-a-half. Um, sure, they're I'm also coming with. off a bye. Owen's rocking with Baltimore. rocking with the Cleveland, Ravens. He hates Cleveland. He hates butt Baker. I don't
1: hate <laughs> anybody on this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually saw Miles Garrett in person for the first time a couple weeks ago. He's fucking – massive fuck. Uh, God. Yeah, I'm going to take
2: Baltimore, too. Fuck it. Fuck Cleveland. Yeah, I think as dogs, I'll take Baltimore. They should be favored in this game. Um, Next one is Atlanta at Carolina. This is a good game of two shit teams. Um, at Carolina's favored by two and a half. Ugh.
1: These are the hardest games to mm-hmm. bet. Just like,
2: it's kids- just like two teams that aren't very good, but they're both kind of playing for a – but to be in
1: the hunt, dude. They're not. They're five and seven. These teams are done. No, they're not. They're not done. I don't think either you one. know
2: you could get, could get hot, bro. Off. uh I like Atlanta in this say? game. I'm gonna take Carolina. Fucking come on, Cam. Bounce dude. back. Carolina's favored by two and a half.
1: I'll take Carolina as well. That
2: I, I'll I'll uh, stick with Atlanta. I think that they right. they got some mojo. They
0: can score some points.
2: All right. Dallas at the football team. The football team is plus four and a half mm. at oh. home. Dallas. Oh man. Oh, this is a tough is a good line. Yeah, this is a tough game. This one's gonna be close, I think. I'm riding with Washington dude. I'm riding this with is this team. is a hard overhead pick and I'm taking a Washington. I'm
1: thinking the
0: football team as well. <laughs> football teams playing well, man. They're trending in the right direction. Yeah, it, I think that I got to go with Washington too to
2: cover. All right. Now we got Seattle, oh god, Seattle and
1: uh Houston. Houston,
2: Houston is plus 8. Ooh. Ugh. Ooh. Who is starting? Uh, Davis Daniels. Mills. Jeez, dude. But the fucking Seahawks, have they won a game by eight all year? to
1: Seahawks to cover. I don't know. Oh, man. Eight's a lot, man.
2: But...
0: Jeez. I mean, I got I to gotta take Seattle. It's, the, it's definitely – I'm can't gonna bet. ride with. I've, I've, I've written. I've written off. I've I'm written ride.
2: off the Texans. I, I. I can't bet on this. Anybody. Is a dumb pick by me. But I'm gonna ride with my philosophy that once a professional team gets embarrassed, they compete in the next game. So I'm gonna take. <laughs> they're gonna cover that eight. That a full. They're gonna lose by seven.
1: If they get embarrassed Um, back to back games, what
2: do they do then? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's very likely. (laughs) (laughs) Then you just get the number two pick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Next one is Detroit at the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos. Are favored by nine and a half. Oof. Oh, and what? Give the me the fuck? fucking Lions all day, bro. Give I'm
1: that. taking the Lions to cover that. I'm shit. taking Detroit Man. too. Did nobody watch this game?
2: Did Vegas not watching last week? I don't give know. Me the Lions. All right. Next game we got is the Giants at the Chargers. And the Chargers are minus 10 in this game. This is a big spread. We've seen some big spreads this week. Is um, Daniel
0: Jones gonna be back yet?
2: Ah, uh, I have no idea. That's a that's a Giants fan question.
0: Owen, any clue? I don't
2: know. Let me see.
0: That is a that's some key uh, unlikely indication.
2: to play versus the Chargers. Fuck Mike Lennon. I'm taking the-, the Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers. Uh, Owen, any hope for the Giants? Oh, wait, wait, start? wait.
1: What, what was the score? What was the spread?
2: It was ten. Yeah.
1: Cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, Wishy washy uh, team of the year, yeah, Chargers. I'll, I'll take, Chargers, the, I'll take...
1: Man, I'm taking the Chargers. The Giants' offense sucks. Yeah, but the defense do... has been Chargers. playing okay. Their defense has been
0: playing okay, though. I'll take the Is y'all's pass defense good? On
1: our 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 run defense is probably our, our so No, us. no, no is the answer to that question. <laughs> If, if if you ask the question, is your pass defense good? And they answer by saying, "Our
0: run defense is no. <laughs> the pass defense is not good." Oh, I'm, right here, I'm taking
2: the charges.
1: Really well, Xavier McKinney's kind of doing some shit finally, but
2: no, all right. San Francisco. This is a good game. San Francisco at Cincinnati. This is this. This will be the one game of the week where I'll flex the line to a pick them because it's like one and a half. Ooh, so yeah, San Fran was, at was, Cincinnati. <laughs>
1: This
2: is a did y'all hear
1: Burroughs' finger? He's got the little fucking finger issue.
2: Yeah, I, I'm gonna take the better coach, better run game. I'm gonna take San Fran.
1: I'm gonna take San Fran too. What's the line?
2: Oh, just a pick'em.
1: I'm taking San Fran. But,
2: but San Fran is favored by one and a half real like the real line, but
1: I, I think Cincinnati
2: I think Cincinnati bounce back bounces back
0: and gets the win. I think that they got – you said better run game in San Francisco. Joe Mixon has been totally – Yeah, that's
2: true. Well that's year. true. I, I'll yep. take Cincinnati. Um, Buffalo at Tampa Bay.
1: Ooh.
2: Tampa Bay is minus three and a half. Uh, this is going to be a good game, dude.
0: Yep. Buffalo needs one bad. I'll, I'll take hey, Buffalo to cover three and a half. I'm going
1: to take Buffalo to cover that as well.
2: Give me a Tampa Bay. I'll fucking go. <laughs> give me Brady, dog. <laughs> that secondary,
1: too? That's what Josh
2: Allen's looking to expose. Um, Chicago at Green Bay. This is Sunday night football. Uh,
1: flex Green Bay name, is mine. My... Flex it for Buffalo fucking Tampa.
2: Yeah, I should. Chicago or Green Bay is minus 12 and a half. Uh, give me Chicago. I'm not – that's too many points on Sunday night.
1: Think Chicago as well on Sunday
2: night. Is, is – Andy Dalton playing in this game?
1: Yeah.
2: I think. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, I think he is. Dude, Duncan, this, this Monday In Green night, Bay, I mean, in
0: Green Bay, give me Aaron
1: Rodgers and the Packers.
2: He's medically cleared to play. I don't – That feel... Packers defense is good, man.
0: They're good, and they will limit Chicago, and I know Green Bay will score points. Give me, give me Green Bay.
2: Might be my upset of the week. Um – Rams at Cardinals Monday night, very important game for both teams. I mean, more so the Rams and the Cardinals. But I'm trying to go to this game, dude,
1: next Monday night. You should. Crazy, yeah. Um,
2: the Cardinals are minus two and a half. Um, I just think it's tough to beat a division team twice, and the way that. Arizona kind of exposed them the first game. I think the Rams will win this game outright. So, I'm going to take the Rams.
1: I'm going to pick the Rams as well just because I just can't see them. They can't afford to lose this game. They can't.
2: I'll change this to a pick them as well so you don't. Yeah, I'll take the Rams also. I think that they I think they have to get one back against Cardinals here. Rams, all Rams. We're all,
1: all going to pick the Rams and they're going to fucking lose, dude.
2: <laughs> I hope they do. Fuck the Rams.
1: I'm signing off. That sounds right. about it. All, All right, right that wraps good, it up.
2: Baby. That wraps
0: it up for this week's episode. Week As always, like and subscribe. Week 14 NFL. College Season's football playoff. The... For bowl, se- bowl season. College football bowl season.
1: Yep. All right. And eventually coming out, we might have an in-person pod for you guys.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can oh, do and... that back half of the of December.
2: Oh, and I'll get you on about next week. We might have to uh... – I don't know. We'll, we'll cook something up for next week to do.
1: With, with me going. All right. All right. Peace be out. Good. See you. Peace. Peace.